Hello and welcome to the High View Podcast, a gospel-centered conversation exploring theology, culture, and life in the local church. I'm your host, Tyler Sweat, the pastor of Connection and Community at High View Church. And today I am here in my house via technology with Chad Williams and Josh Hildebrandt. Guys, how uh, how y'all doing? Uh, lonely. Yeah. Quarantine. No fun. Doing well. Doing well, but um, stir crazy. Like these, um, yeah. you know, the days are getting uh, just longer, and like finding a good rhythm and routine at home is really challenging. Mm. Yeah, getting old <laughs> quickly. <laughs> getting old. Does this, this, this like make time go by at a different speed for you guys? Are y'all experiencing that? Y- yes, and it also. It's really messing up my the work life balance. So I'm finding myself since I'm working at home, I'm always feeling like I need to be working. Mm. Whereas, um, you know, it's easier to turn it off when you're, you know, in the office or whatever. When you come home, you're kind of finished for the day. So uh, got some some work and improvement uh, there. But yeah, man, days are um, mm-hmm. they they're either disappearing really quick because of deadlines that I'm trying to meet or they, um, you know, they're, they're lingering really longly. Yeah. That's yeah, exactly. Think, oh, go ahead. No, I agree. I, I, I think that, uh, we're, we're, we're kind of, um, just kind of, we've taken our lives and completely like desegmented them in, in every way. Really. I mean, really across the board, like not, not not even just work life and and home life for for me, but even within home life, um, you know, I I miss date nights. Uh, like mm, I like yeah. you know, me and my wife going out, and um, so even within our my in home relationship, there's you know there's a lot of um, you know every, everything's just kind of smushed together. I don't know how to put it. Um, yeah. but, uh, you know, it, it is what it is, and and. Just like any like strange season, um, it feels to me like any any season that's, that's unique in life. It feels like it goes by really really fast and really slow at the same time. Like, I don't know about you guys, right. like it, it feels like it feels like this has been going on for a really long time to me. And then mm-hmm. on the side, it feels like the weeks are clicking off. I, I don't know. It, it's kind of weird. Yeah, hundred percent. That's uh, that's pretty much how I experience this too. I feel like my days of like work days and also just in general go by super quickly. And then yeah. the rest of it just feels like I, I totally agree with you. It feels like it's been years since we've uh, been in this coronavirus pandemic. So um, we're, uh, we're glad to be able to jump on and do stuff like this still. I'm glad to have the, the power of technology. And also we're doing something a little different today. Those that might listen to this recording uh, at a later time, uh, we're actually going uh, live on on Facebook, right? So I want to give a shout out to, to the few people who are jumping on with us live, and we plan to do this some more in the future. Um, so if you're live with us on Facebook right now, welcome to the podcast in the future. Uh, we hope that you're uh, engaging <laughs> with us. If you're if you're able to interact with us live, just drop some comments, and we'll hopefully get to those at the end of the show. Uh, but if you're listening to this in the future, uh, welcome. Yeah. Uh, are we in the movie Inception right yeah, now? This is a show within a show. What just happened? Yeah. What? <laughs> I'm watching it on my phone. Are you? I'm oh, doing a podcast. 
Yeah, this is a, this is a pretty, pretty unique way to do this. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, but today on the podcast, we are jumping back into our series through our 10 Highview Core Commitments. And uh, it's been a while that we've been talking about these. And today we are on commitment number nine, getting to the end of this thing. But today uh, we're going to talk about commitment number nine, which is a commitment to joyful generosity. And uh, we unpack that by saying that we love to give of our time, talents, and treasure. Um, so just for a few minutes, I want us to think through this idea of being joyfully generous people. And uh, the first question that I have for you guys uh, is why is generosity such a big deal for believers? Why would we have generosity as like one of the big 10 things that we're committed? Um. I think the first thing that pops into my mind is as believers, our uh, main objectives are, are one of our main objectives, at least, is to, uh, to image uh, who the Father is, to, to um, portray who God is and what he's like. Uh, and if, if we're going to have any shot at doing that in any sincere way, generosity has to be a huge part of our lives. You think about, you know, the Father and um, the famous Bible passage that almost everyone knows, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave, right? right? Generosity. There's no greater generous gift than the father giving himself to us. So I think generosity in a believer's life um, should be there because it needs to represent the generous father that we have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. I think that anytime you're talking about a church, you're talking about a group of people who are the people of Jesus. They've been uh, bought with the blood of Jesus and they're being made into his image. To be made into Jesus' image is to be <laughs> generous by nature. It's who he is. And so um, I, I look at it, um, it's, it's really just as, or maybe even more so descriptive uh, as it is prescriptive. It's not we should be joyfully generous, although that's true. It's really being joyfully generous is just a fruit of being made to the image of Christ, who literally uh, laid down his own life. I mean, you want to talk about generosity. Yeah. Our salvation is tied directly to generosity, if you really, if you really break it down. I, I saw uh, this week uh, the T4G, the conference is going on right now uh, in Louisville via uh, technology, just like everything else. Yeah, it's a huge conference, and we've been to it many years uh, in a row prior to this. Um, and uh, and uh, Triple E Christian rapper uh, was preaching, and he mentioned that uh, in his talk that the death of Jesus, like we got to, we have to stop thinking about Jesus' life um, being taken from him. Mm -hmm. uh, but actually, um, the uh, the cross was not an act of robbery. Um, it was actually an act of charity. Yeah. Jesus laid down his life. And so just the very heart of Jesus is, is generous. And so um, the people of God should, uh, as we're being made into his image, bear that part of his likeness out. Yeah. I think another thing too, Tyler, is that it reveals a lot about our theology and other areas. Mm -hmm. If you, if you're, um, if you really believe that God is sovereign and that God, uh, cares for your needs and um, is really going to be the good father who, who uh, cares for his family, 
then you can be generous mm. with what you have. If you find that you can't be generous with what you have, it actually uh, says something about the God that you say you trust and believe in. And so I think, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's, there's a lot of reasons why generosity should be a part of our lives, but uh, you know, it, it reveals a lot about what we think about God and how he cares for us. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So. Yeah. That's a really good point. Um, I, I think it's, it's worth noting too, like the way, the way we think about generosity often uh, has something to do with uh, with reciprocity. I, I think meaning that we we find value in giving ourselves to things or giving money to things because they return a service to us. They give something back in value to us. Um, and even even though I mean I know we don't want to think about it this way, but sometimes even the generosity we exhibit just human humans to humans, like we, we're still pretty selfish in a lot of our motivations. I think it's worth remembering. You know, like you said, what we believe about God is that he extended himself to people who could do nothing for him. Right. He extended his grace uh, toward the least of these and he calls us to do the same. And so I think that's something we ought to think about as believers um, is that we are called to love uh, unconditionally. We're called to show generosity, not just to those or, or to organizations or things we think can uh, give something to us in return. It's actually it, it's supposed to highlight that selflessness that extends even to those that perhaps can't do anything back for us in return. Um, right. one, of the, one of the things that I just want to think about God's generosity to me, uh, th there's nothing I can return back to him. Uh, of course we, we do return praise and even that has to be supplemented by his, you know, his making it worthy to be received. Um, so yeah, God's, God's been incredibly generous to us. Uh, and I think that's definitely the place to start is realizing that we're, we're called in what Chad mentioned earlier, I think hits it on the head. We're, we're called to reflect his glory and his likeness. And that's the image we're being made uh, into is, uh, is the same as the, the generosity he's displayed to us. Um, so let's, let's talk about the qualifying word in this, uh, this commitment is joyful. Uh, so we talk about being generous and having uh, generous hearts, being generous people. Uh, why do we add the idea of being joyfully generous? I think because we're, we're sinful and we can do good things for bad reasons so easily. We can mm -hmm. be compelled to be generous and under compulsion um, quite, quite easily, um, yeah. whether it's for our own pride. And, and when we do that, we're really missing the, the biblical reality, the biblical principle of what being generous really is all about. See, God never calls us to anything that isn't good, that isn't joyful. Yeah. Um, but we spend a lot of our time trying to do God-like things or God things, uh, Christian things um, for wrong motives, um, for either pride or ego. And, and we miss that, that most or all of the Christian life is, is fueled by joy. Um, and so, you know, Scripture, Jesus said it's better to give than receive. Um, you, you know, when you give and you're generous, you're not the one that really went without there. You're the one that's benefited. And I think when, when a Christian learns that principle and they really, they really believe it is true, it frees them to be generous, not in a begrudging kind of man. I'm, I know I need to be generous. I need to be a better Christian, but it's a delight. It's, it's, you know, you, you're looking for opportunities to give, mm -hmm. um, you know, and so, and I think that's all a, a journey. We have to kind of grow in that. But um, if you've tasted it and you've really experienced 
the joy found in being able to be generous and give. Um, you know, you, you, you know that Jesus' words are true. It's better to give than to see. Yeah, all of the uh, all of the joyfully generous givers I know in my life, the people who live that way, it, it's a lifestyle. It begins as um, it begins with a, a sense of sometimes, like as you mature into this. Uh, I, my journey was um, I did it. Uh, I don't say begrudgingly, but I did it as a discipline early on. As the discipline becomes more and more ingrained in who you are, though. You stop doing it based off of that. And you really start to, um, it's, it's 2 Corinthians 9. It's whoever sows sparingly reaps sparingly. Mm. Um, and, and so you, you all, but, but those who, you know, obviously um, sow in a, in a generous way, they reap. And so you start seeing over a period of time as you grow into this, and, and this is something like Martin Luther, he said the last thing that thanks God in someone's their pocketbook. And that's true. Um, you know, that, that's something that takes time and takes maturity. Uh, you also need to go through seasons where you give when it's scary to give and God provides. And that's why you see like some of the people uh, in, you know, in your churches, whoever you're, you know, wherever you go to church, if you're watching this, um, the, the people who are the mature givers, there's a seasoned um, maturity in their own life because they've, they've given in good times and bad times. They've, They've lived a generous life, and it becomes a lifestyle. And once it becomes a lifestyle, you really start getting into, again, 2 Corinthians 9, the everyone has to decide their own heart, what they're going to give. Um, and so not doing it uh, reluctantly, but, but out of an abundance of, of joy and cheerfully. You know, God loves a cheerful giver. Everybody knows that scripture. But you don't get there automatically. You don't get there overnight. You have to grow into that. And But I will say that, as we grow into that, the joy you get out of being generous with how you live your life becomes more and more powerful in your life. Um, you experience more joy. And you also, like, you, you'll start seeing it overflowing in your life. Like, yeah. you kind of move on from, okay, here, here's your 10%, God, to now I want to help this family and this family. I'm going to do this for these people. And I'm going to, like, you, yeah. you start living a lifestyle of it. And that just takes time and it takes discipline too, initially, to, to weave that into your life. But once it is, it is a great source of joy. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it relinquishes your grasp on material things in, in certain ways. Uh, it allows you to enjoy material things more. Like that's, that's something that people don't talk about. The looser you hold material things, the easier it is to give them away. And also, the more joy you can experience in that. And uh, so I, I think it's just a process uh, of, of maturity, and it becomes a lifestyle. And once yeah. it's a lifestyle, it's a part of who you are. And it really radiates the generosity of God. I, I think, too, you know, if you look at um, people that give regularly and then people that are, are generous with their time, the treasure, their talents, generous with their lives, and then you look at people who live their lives kind of for themselves. I met a lot of those people who are miserable. In other words, they're, um, they're really seeking after that next, you know, raise or that, that 401k growing that. And, and um, the thought of giving really is kind of adverse to them. I've met a lot of miserable people like that. Um, I don't know if I've ever met somebody that is truly generous. That's miserable. And mm -hmm. if you think about it, one of the things that, that we're trying to learn as people is to trust 
the wisdom that comes from above, which is counter to man's wisdom. So, you know, the wisdom that comes from above is better to give than receive. Our wisdom is better to receive than give. And, and they're counter. But if you think about who has given the most, that's God. No one has given more than God. No one is happier and more full of joy than God. So you, you see that principle like displayed right there for us. There's a correlation to, to being a giving, generous person and joy. No doubt. Right. Yeah. When you're saying that, Josh, it made me think of the, the story that Jesus tells of uh, the widow when, or when he talks, you know, they see the, people bringing their gifts. And, and I want to, you know, kind of make that correlation for us as well. I don't think the, the quality of, of the generosity is always found in the amount of the generosity. Uh, that's kind of the, the point of that story that, you know, Jesus talks about the condition of their hearts in yeah. giving, even in giving, giving the large amounts uh, wasn't right. And so therefore the gift was, was, you know, corrupt in some sense, but the, the, you know, widow woman that gave just her small, gift, the widow's might, um, it, it was of infinite value because of where her heart was at. Right. Her, her heart was in giving. And, and to her, that was sacrificial. To her, that was, you know, a, kind of a, an over and above type of thing. And so uh, I think it's something you know, we need to remember the, that attitude. And the reason we qualify it as joyful generosity is because some, some people, I think we mentioned this earlier, you know, some people are able to just write a check, throw it in or throw 20 bucks in or whatever. And, and their heart isn't necessarily pricked by it. It doesn't hurt. It's not a, an act of sacrificial giving, uh, or even, you know, then in that it's hard to find the joy. It's just something that you do. It's a, a duty that's not done with delight, uh, which we absolutely can have things that we do as a sense of duty that can still bring a sense of, of delight. And it all kind of depends on where your heart's at right. in that activity. Yeah, and and so it is giving. Absolutely. So as we uh, kind of take this thing to uh, to a close here, um, we've kind of mentioned this already. I think Josh, you said this um, in our definition as well. We we say that we love to give of our time, talents, and treasures. Now, often when people hear you know pastors or the church talk about generosity, it's all about money. It's it's all about that kind of one small pocket. Uh, but why do we choose to talk about it in that more broad context where we, we say we want to be generous with not just our treasures, certainly with our treasures, but also with our, our time and our talent? Why do we, why do we talk about it in Um, I think it's because we're trying to think holistically about the person. Um, you know, we're holistic beings and um, I, can, I can be filthy rich and give money here and there for whatever reason, but have zero desire to give of my life in any meaningful way uh, with how relationally, you know, maybe my time, mm-hmm. um, you know. And so I think um, what we're interested in is, um, is being believers that realize that we were bought with the price, you know, the blood of Christ. And so therefore honor the Lord with your bodies. And so, um, we want to um, consider those things. You know, how are we being generous with our time? There's a few things that God gives us as, as great gifts, and um, provision is one of them. But the, I don't even think that's the most important. One. Um, uh, you know, it's it's the time and and our talents that we have that I think we can really um, leverage for the kingdom of God. Uh, 
you know, God is not struggling for resources, you know, as far as the dollar bills and so forth. But um, right. what's of ultimate value and real value is, is people and their, their time and their, their talents that they can um, invest into the kingdom of God. And so, yeah, we, we sum up joyful generosity in those three you know, words because we want it to involve the entire person and we want to see them living their lives in a generous way. Um, whether that be through the talents that they know they have. Um, maybe they're gifted at singing or maybe they're gifted at technology or administration um, and realizing that those giftings aren't just in a vacuum and to be used for that person's own joy, but they can be stewarded and leveraged for other people just like, you know, money can. So, um, yeah. Good. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't have much to add to that. I think that, um, the, the biggest thing that, that that hits on the time, treasure, and talent concept hits on is it it, it doesn't permit um, a Christian to simply say, um, I'm, I'm okay with God having this, but not this. It fights that. Like the truth of the matter is there's no part of you, no element of who you are that God hasn't purchased completely uh, in the cross of Christ. So it's all his. So, so those three aspects cover, um, basically who we are, uh, what we are, who, what we own, what we have possession of it. It, it takes all of that, uh, into consideration. And, and I know too, just pastorally, um, and it, I'm like this too. There, there are elements. Everyone has a favorite of time, treasure, talent. There, every Christian I know has one that they're, they're more comfortable with offering up to God than another. Mm-hmm. They also have probably one that they just do not have any interest in offering up to God at all. Yep. So maybe it's someone writing a big check, but they're not going to give any of their time. They don't, they don't have time for, for, for any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or maybe it's someone who, hey, I, I tell you what, I give you all the time in the world, but my money, that belongs to me. And, uh, and Jeff Bezos and Amazon. So I'm, I'm not going to give you that. <laughs> you know that? So, there's so there's there's always that instinct in us um, to protect and to keep for ourselves whatever it is, and so like I said, it's different for everyone. And what that what that statement says is we want to be joyfully generous with every bit of this. It all belongs to God. It's all His. It doesn't belong to us. It's all to be used for His purposes, whatever it is. So it's another way to check your heart. If you find yeah. yourself more attached to one thing or another, maybe it is your time, uh, or maybe you spend all of your time investing your talent in your own advancement. It could be that like these things are all kind of uh, interwoven together and it, it it really forces you to think holistically about who you are and what you have to offer to God. And, uh, and if there's any part of you uncomfortable with offering out to God, that's a good thing to do a heart check on and repent if necessary uh, and ask God for, uh, for help in that. So. Amen. That's good. It, it might be helpful to to do kind of a, a not just a spiritual inventory, but kind of like a your whole life. You know, do a do a budget. Hey, how am I spending my time? Not just how am I spending my money. Do I have my my line items? You know, my tithe might be at the top there. But what about your time budget? Like, how is how much of that is being spent? Not just in doing church activities or uh, perhaps even Christian things, but truly being spent honoring God and blessing others. Uh, same with your your talents. Like, look at your life and say, "Hey, what what areas of my life am I actually giving 
you know, of the, the blessings and the, the good talents that God's blessed me with um, might be a helpful practice just to sit down and write out and say, hey, how much of my time and talents and treasures am I actually presenting to God as a, as a generous offering and then presenting to serve others in, uh, in a God-honoring way? No doubt. Um, so lastly, let's just kind of, um, you know, talk the, the elephant in the room here. Obviously, right now, we're in the middle of a worldwide pandemic. Um, and, and also right now we're, um, yeah, I don't know if you knew that, but there's the whole world is shut down and, um, yeah, we, we've talked a lot about this over the last few weeks. This is impacting everybody, uh, to a totally, uh, different individualized degree. And, you know, we want definitely want to be sensitive to that. So let's talk for just a second as we close on this part, how, how do we think about being joyfully generous? in the middle of a pandemic when people might be losing their jobs, uh, when we can't spend time together, uh, when kind of everything that we might be able to speak to, you know, six months ago is totally different now. Uh, what, what do you guys think about being joyfully generous people in a, in a time like this? How would you uh, pastorally speak to, to someone who might be struggling now to be generous more, more than ever? Well, I think there's the, um, just right off the top, kind of the, the natural things that you would encourage someone to do with looking for needs, um, you know, and, and seeing um, where there are needs at in your community and in your church and, and trying the best you can to fill those, um, you know, and then on top of that, you have the fear of what might happen to my job and how stable is stable now, but will it be stable a month from now? And and, mm-hmm. and not worrying so much about tomorrow. If you're able to give today, give today. You know, I, I think that's a really yeah. Christ-like, God-honoring way to approach giving. Um, do I have it today? Is someone in need today? You know, then help. Um, an- another mm-hmm. thing, um, uh, you know, I, I think to think through with um, just being generous during this season is it's um, – it causes, like I was saying, a lot of fear in all of our hearts. Um, mm-hmm. And it can cause us to kind of build our own kingdoms, make sure we have everything we need. And um, so fighting against that, I think, is uh, is something that's just really important um, with uh, being generous during this. And then lastly would be um, there are some things generosity-wise that, that may not seem uh, – at first glance to be generous, but they really are. And, and one of those would be laying down our rights that we might think we have for the good of others. So this staying at home, um, uh, doing certain things that, that we as a society are trying to do. Um, the, the point of that is to be generous. Uh, you know, maybe I feel fine. Maybe I feel like I could go do whatever. And, um, but, but making a decision to, um, to forego what might be my right for the, the benefit of another. And of course, these are complicated times. And, and, you know, I don't want to make this issue too simple with all of the sheltering in place. And when is it appropriate not to do that anymore? I mean, that's a, another whole conversation. But just on the face of it, there is a, a real generosity in laying down your rights, laying down something you might hang on to for the good of another person. And I think that's the mindset we should have as believers during this. Um, what can I do for the good of another person during this time? And I think the Lord will help you answer that question because everybody has a unique situation. I mean, the answer for me is different than the answer for Chad. I know different people. I have different connections. 
but there's a way that I can um, utilize my life and leverage my life for the good of others during this time uh, differently than anyone else. And I need to be thinking about that. Uh, I think that's the most important. Yeah, I don't have, uh, again, I don't have too much to add to that. That's well said. I, I, I think it's just more about, um, look, the, the, the truth of the matter is, um, for, for a lot of people, um, their capacity to, to spend time with someone is dramatically altered because we're, we're told to stay away from people or mm-hmm. maybe they lost their job or have had their income cut dramatically. So their ability to give may be lowered. Um, it's not about the amount. It, it really isn't. It's like it kind of goes back to just it makes a big circle around to what we've been talking about. I actually think this is the best time ever to be with whatever God has given you to be generous with in this moment, in this time. Um, the, the people who are commended in the scriptures for their giving, it's never the amount that, that that's commended. Um, it's the widow uh, that Jesus says, hey, she gave everything. She gave barely nothing, right, uh, from a monetary standpoint. But she gave everything because it's what she had to give. Um, you, then you have, like, from a church perspective, the, the Macedonian church who were facing intense suffering, intense poverty, and yet we're saying, how can we help other people? How can we help other churches? And Paul commends them for that. It says, man, I, basically, they're the standard. They're, they're, they, that's, that's how you should approach giving. And so, um, you know, they, they suffered a lot, but they had abundant joy, he says. They, they, they gave abundantly joyfully and, and, and so on and so forth. So this is actually a wonderful time to, to, to see where your heart's at. Um, how, how freely are you um, uh, open-handed in your giving to others right now? Not just monetarily, but just in whatever you have to help others. Um, it makes no sense for the Christian church to pull back on their generosity <laughs> um, and their willingness to help. Not the amount, but the willingness to help. Yeah. When your neighbors are suffering the most. Like, so it's, it's just an opportunity for us to really see where we're at uh, in terms of why we do what we do uh, and why we, uh, why we are to give uh, how we're to give. So uh, I think it's actually an incredible opportunity. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's an incredibly good point. I think um, just the way we talk about it, the way we frame our, uh, our commitment is that we love to give of our time, talents, and treasures. And I think that sums up exactly what you just said, is whatever we've been given uh, is ours to steward for the glory of God and for the good of our, our neighbor. Uh, last, last podcast or uh, the last uh, commitment we talked about was loving our community, that we want to live intentionally for the good of our neighbor. And I totally agree with you, uh, Chad, that this is probably the best time. I know we've said this a lot over the last few weeks, uh, this is actually the kind of instance that the church was built for. Uh, we were made to be sacrificially giving and, and seeking out needs to meet around us. Uh, and if if this is a time that, that we feel like the church has become somehow deactivated, then I think we're approaching it all wrong. In fact, I think it's like you said, it's a time for us to ramp up and what we're uh, able to accomplish together uh, with our collective time, with our you know collective reach into our different areas and with our uh, monetary things that we can still pull together and accomplish uh, good things for the Lord together with. Uh, absolutely. I think that's um, that about wraps up our uh, our conversation about our ninth commitment to be joyfully generous people. Um, I, I want to be, you know, I want to thank all the uh, folks that joined us on Facebook Live. Like I said, we're going to try to uh, 
do more of these. And we would love for you to jump in and be a part of the conversation. Uh, but also I want to, oh, we lost, lost Chad, but uh, I want to also ask all of our uh, folks listening to the podcast right now, share this with your friends. Uh, leave, leave us a nice rating and review if you uh, listen to us on a platform that's suitable for that. And uh, we'll see you again next time.